Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another day trip on Chemology 411. Well, I have to say, yes, I woke up early, but it's daylight saving time. But it's the first morning in the last two weeks that I did not wake up with anxiety or um, my heart feeling like it's going to explode or a, or a weight on my chest. And so it is Wednesday and it is the day that I gave myself to go through all of the emotions and work through all of the stuff to get to the other side. And I'm there. There's nothing around me anymore. The, the swirling dark stuff has, has gone. I, um, um, I, my, my hair has my, my hair, my head has a little bit more clarity. It's not, it's not easy because some of the things that I'm doing were, um, for him, but not for him, but it was to, it was, it was because of him. And I honestly, they're, they're going to be great ideas. It's a lot of work that I have to do. And he doesn't get to be involved in any of that stuff that I'm doing. But I actually feel pretty freaking amazing today. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to have a struggle when I have to go pick up my stuff on the 23rd. That's still going to be a little hard for me. But I have enough time. I've got a, a week and a half of ridiculous amount of work. Then I get to go to Nashville with my bestie, JJ. I can't tell you how amazing the universe is when it comes to your friends because you always feel like you're alone and that you don't have anyone. And I know that I have people. Don't get me wrong. I know that I have people. I know that right now, I could call a um, hundred people and ask for something. And I know that because even last Christmas where we were able to, within a day, raise over a thousand dollars to help a family out. I know how blessed I am. It's just that when the darkness comes into your life, it, it, it blinds you and you, you, I, I did it on purpose. I wanted to feel the pain. I think I needed, I needed to feel the pain. I didn't want to mask it. I didn't want to hide it. I didn't want to ignore it for sure. I knew that I had to just go full, feel it, just get it out. And I did. That being said, I love Ron with all my heart. What we had was real and it was special. 
And at one point I thought I had failed because he, sh he shifted, he turned, he went in a different direction, like, boom, like, like, and, and in his, if he's listening to any of these podcasts, his, the way he interprets this entire story is his interpretation. I can't change that. I can tell you that I gave up my masculinity to find my feminine side because of being a divorced, being a single mom, you really have to do it all. And I have always been the one that is in charge. I have always been the one who um, gets th people through things. You can talk to people that have known me for 50 years. And the only thing that I carry in my heart is love and to be there for not just my friends, but for anybody. And that is not an easy thing to have to do. That is not an easy thing to have to be nice to people who you know do not like you or are going to talk shit on you later, right? It's not easy. But I've built a mechanism that makes me understand why I have to do that. And as I get older, it's getting worse. It's getting more powerful. It's, it's, it's the fact that I'm understanding more. And so how he interprets this and how I interpret this is completely different because I literally have to work through things. I will not allow this to do what my second, my second divorce did and take five years of my life. I spent five years by myself with Justin pretending to be married my entire life. And I'm 57 years old. I was with an abusive, horrible person from the age of 17 to the age of 28. All right. So 11 years. And then at the age of 28, you know, like six months later, but it seemed like eight years. I met Justin and Justin and I were, we dated from 1996, got married in 2000 and we got divorced in either 2005 or 2006, as I say, I don't remember because one year I had to file bankruptcy on all of the shit that he had done behind my back. And then the other year we got divorced. And after 2006, I gave up. I gave up because I had a daughter in high school that I was no longer going to put through all the bullshit of me taking any attention away from her. And then having to work four jobs to try to keep everything in place to be able to pay the bills. I didn't have time. I recognized that. The time, the timeline. And then in 2014 is when I had to completely rechange all the bad behaviors that I started after getting divorced and being a single mom and desiring a little bit of attention from people and playing 
the Yahoo chat game. All these are podcasts. You can go find them all. Um, but that whole entire time I had to be the both. I had to be a masculine person to be able to handle everything that comes my way. So when I got into this relationship, I knew that I had change to do. I knew that I needed to, um, make sure that I did not destroy it because of who I was. And that was, it's not a bad thing, you guys. I didn't want to be the masculine person. I didn't want to have to be the one doing everything. And when Ron and I first met, he asked me what my love language was. And I know that the one that comes out to me was, I just want help. I just want help doing things. I don't want to do everything. Now, right now, I would be crying. If I were any other person, I'd be crying because my my eyes this is my eyes are watering because they're sad. But that's all. This is all you're gonna get from me. So please, if go back and you listen to the other podcast, I don't cry because right right now, anybody else would be bawling. My eyes are watering, and I'm not crying. I'm trying to justify it. People that haven't listened or they don't know me are like, that's bullshit. Jay cries. No, she, I, my mom called me. I don't cry. I'm sad, but I'm happy at the same time because I knew what I did ro- right and I knew what I did wrong. What I did wrong, and it wasn't even wrong, it was just the end, is when I allowed myself to fill a, a part of his life that he was not ready for. And that maybe he did not want. I think he looked at me like the fun-loving, I-do-everything-out-partying um, drinker person that I am on social media. And uh, newsflash, I'm a freaking pretty boring person. Now, go to, I get to do fun things. But I can make fun look really fun. I'm blessed. I do fun things. I'm just not a drinker. I'm not a partier. I did that when I got divorced. So going forward, I am feeling so much better because when I meet this new guy in my life this year, I understand how I want to be treated and I understand how I would treat a man. And just because it made Ron feel uncomfortable and he needed the argument and he needed the stress and he needed the friction between him and the person that he's with. He needs to have someone that's willing to argue and fight. And I, I don't, I don't do that. And I respected, I respected the, the, his past. I respected his trauma and I wanted to be there to show him that not everybody is mean. And even though he might have made bad decisions in his life, and if you've listened to my past podcasts, there is no, I'm not talking anything bad about him. He's human. He made mistakes. And we have to forgive and move forward. And I forgive him. A week ago, I wanted to kill him. Not real. I didn't want to really kill him. I would not make a good prisoner. 
But right now I forgive him. And I understand that if he found the love of his heart or whatever, and is going to throw his relationship out on social media to prove to everybody that he has a girlfriend, I have to say that I got saved from that because that is not me. And it still isn't me. It isn't. I don't need justification on a social media. I need justification between me and the one that I love. And I had that at one point and then I lost it. And I justified the loss and I ignored the loss and I'm okay. And I take full responsibility for everything that I did good and bad to help him get where he's at today. Whether it's where he's supposed to be or not, I, I, I can't help that. He jumped ship. <laughs> I understand. I 100% understand. I am not easy to be around. I am what people need to get through the rest of the day. I am the person that can rejuvenate you. Random strangers at Walmart that I don't even know will come around me. I get it. I just have to have faith that the universe has a plan for me so that I do not have to be alone the rest of my life. This podcast has grown considerably. And I know people are like, it's kind of like get your popcorn out and see what the next thing I'm going to say is. So I hope that when I hope that you go back to O3 and you can listen to someone in, in seven days processing through trauma. I think it's pretty incredible because this doesn't have to be a guy who destroys your life. It can be a diet that you got off of. It could be the job. It could be a friend. It can be anything that you go through. There's a process and, and, and a lot of people do not have that ability and they hold on to it and they push it down and it just festers and it builds. And then you wonder why you feel or do the things that you do or how you treat people. You know, my whole, my emotions have gone through everything and I didn't, I, he was not part of this. You guys were. I really, really, really appreciate every single person that has reached out to me. Even random people that don't even listen to my podcast and have no clue what's going on have reached out, which has been incredible because the universe knows and you have to give, you have to give the power. I am not a religious person and I am not a preacher and I do not go to church and I don't, I don't pray to God. I pray to the universe and the everlasting power. Whoever that is, is whoever you want it to be. And they are there to get you through anything. And it doesn't, it's not easy. It's going to hurt. Be prepared for the pain to get to the other side. 
to feel the love. Keep taking all of your adventures. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.